Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the last episode of the Two Guys, One Shaker Cup. And I'll pause for dramatic effect of 2019. It's Josh Shaw and Ryan Buckeye here. Yes, it's not the last episode ever. We're hot. We are hot. And this, uh, you know, to, to fit the trend uh, within our space, and I'm part of this trend with Fitness Informant, but like everybody loves awards, right? Like yeah. everybody loves to get an award. Now, we don't physically have any awards to give anybody. And quite frankly, these awards are fucking meaningless, but they're fun for us to talk about. Yeah, no, I think if, if anybody that wins an award during this show, if they get really excited about it, maybe we'll think about next year somehow coming up with some funny uh, actual award trophy that they can display in their office. Um, I don't know if they would want to do that because some of these are going to be a little bit embarrassing, <laughs> uh, but you never know. I, well, we're calling it the Golden Shaker and Shaky Awards, and this is a, a Josh All TM uh, name. So if there is an award of some sort, uh, Blender Bottle, if you're listening, Ice Shaker Cup, if you can make a gold one for us next year, we can handle it as an award. Cheap yeah. plug for them. Um, but there's some really, Josh, uh, all credit to Josh Shaw on this one. Dude sits up last night and um, has some, some really good comical categories and then some more serious categories for us to talk about. And we're going to talk about the not so positive uh, of 2019 too, because there was good, the good, bad, and ugly. I mean, or the, the yeah. funny, good, and ugly, I guess, of the industry. So um, we will we'll try to stuff. And what we did, and just for everybody is well aware, like Josh and I had no discussion on this prior. Like you sent me the topics. Uh, we talked about discussing this beforehand. And I told Josh, I'm like, let's not do that. Let's just like be raw and authentic on this podcast because um, I think it'll be great. So I mean, not that I think that people maybe misconstrue that we, we don't talk about what we're going to both talk about on any of these. These, no. these are just kind of off the cuff. Like we, we know the topic mm-hmm. uh, that we want to talk about just so we don't go into this completely blind. But we have no idea what the other person is going to say when we're talking for 30 minutes. So that's how we end up getting to these like weird, weird wormholes. And I think that this is where this topic is going to go. And contrary to popular belief, Josh and I never speak to each other outside of this podcast. Like we don't, we don't even like each other. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just do this podcast. All right. So without further ado, the first Golden Shaky, Golden Shaker and Shaky Award of 2019. Uh, great topic, Josh. And because you, get, you came up with these, like I'll let you answer the first one. Which sports nutrition supplement CEO is most likely to take his shirt off in public? Well, you know, this one's going to be tough because in our industry, a lot of people like to take off their shirts out of nowhere. um, And a lot of them, you know, like to show off their hard work. But I think that one guy stands well above the rest. And I think that he's the guy that, that starts off every one of his, I don't know how many hundreds, maybe thousands of videos at this point on YouTube with a nice peck pop, yeah. uh, which would be uh, Mark Lobliner, which is a great friend of mine. I think he's going to be extremely happy about this award, getting this award. I think that, you know, regardless of where uh, he is at, he could probably be at his daughter's uh, wedding, you know, maybe in 10, 15 years from now, and he probably would rip his shirt off uh, in that moment as well. So I think that he is a wild card. You never know when he's going to rip off his shirt and, and kind of show off. So I think that uh, he deserves this first award. Mark and I are very similar in the fact that every single day, probably for the rest of our lives, we're going to post a shirtless selfie of ourselves. And and Mark takes it a step further. He posts it on LinkedIn, a professional platform. And, so, uh, and that literally was who I had too. I thought I had two people. I had PJ Braun and Mark Lobar. And I was like, but Mark... Mark does it on the reg, like the daily basis. Yeah. Now he's doing this comeback to bodybuilding. So I guarantee if you follow 
Lobel on on any of his platforms. Besides YouTube, he keeps his shirt on, but the fucking dude wears a medium, so that way his pecs look massive. Mark, if you're listening or watching, I know that's not XL. Like, I know it's not, dude. Um, but no, it's, it's great. Uh, yeah, so I guess, like, without even discussing this previously, Lobliner was uh, u- the unanimous decision. So there's no controversy around the first award given out by this podcast. Mark Lobliner is the first unanimous winner of the inaugural 2019 Golden Shaker. Um, supplement brand most likely to be a college bro favorite. Uh, for me, I'll take this one first. It's, it's easy for me. Like I'm going to say Ghost because like they have this whole... Uh, I mean, they're pretty boys. Like Dan and Ryan and the crew. Like if you're, I feel like a prerequisite to work at Ghost is like you have to have. Like we talked about. Like I, I pitched the idea of going to the Ghost headquarters, and you probably saw this, and saying like, let the Ghost team do a makeover on me. And Dan texts me. He goes, we also need Josh Shaw here too. And I was like, okay, I, <laughs> so, I need a, a makeover. <laughs> so I mean, but but the comb over thing because you guys all have your fucking comb overs, and then you got me, a dude that's thirty two years old with gray hair because this industry is driving me fucking crazy. And uh, but I mean, I think it's it's the cool. Um, so college kids are like, oh my god! They went to this fucking uh, nightclub in Vegas and they're partying and they're this is the lifestyle that I live. Like Dan and Ryan are two kids that are thirty two years old and they're they're awesome to be around. They're great people, but I feel like as a college kid, like those guys may live in the real world, but they're still college kids at heart. You know, I kind of thought about Ghost as well, but that wasn't. Um, I kind of had two answers to this. One that probably people are not uh, aware of or never heard of because they're extremely uh, small. But I saw him at a, a trade show maybe a year or so ago, and I was like, what the heck? Um, but it's a, a brand or a product. I don't know if it's a brand or at this point, but it's uh, called Jim Molly. Uh, yes, actually, this? I have a buddy here in the cities that is like, I don't know if he's involved in the brand, but he helps. He does a lot of plyometric shit, but he's been doing this stuff like, on social, quite a bit about it. And I don't know if it's somehow owned to the, the company that owns like uh, Total um, Frat Move. It's like this like uh, Instagram handle, plat, you know, media company that also just does like a ton of like, you know, kind of frat culture, college culture, that kind of thing. But uh, this brand screams like college kids. But I wanted to also think about this maybe in like a little bit bigger of a brand and why maybe college bros uh, would like a, a different brand. And I thought about steel supplements and I know that they don't have anything to do with like, they don't do their marketing towards that, but like all their brand, all their products are like blah, 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 as fuck. Yeah. Or like, you know, these types of things are like, it would be, uh, you know, as a gym bro or in college, you'd be like, you'd think those are really cool. And yeah. they have like a, a product called like hard as fuck for like, uh, you know, male performance with your penis. Uh, yeah, you can say the word. You can say penis, Josh. We're adults. Yeah, I mean, like all this guy. I mean, like I and I and I, it's funny because when I looked, I was like, wait a minute, I got to look back to see what Steel Supplements does for marketing because I I don't really pay attention to them. Robert the Frank six one five baby. But I did see that they made a video on YouTube about the uh, like frat guy stack. So they made a product. Okay. St- stack a product specifically for these guys. So I don't know if it's like a focus of theirs, but to me, I was like. This could be a brand that they uh, college bros would really like. Yeah, I mean, you're, and I'm gonna say like a, a while. So I went right to Ghost because like I'm familiar with them most, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a brand that's going to shock a lot of people because for those that know me, know my platform, know I'm not a big fan of these guys. But I got, I'll give them, I'll give them some credit. Uh, Dos Labs, which makes bucked up. Okay, I'll say that because like. 
I've gone to these trade shows and the bucked up booth has like a bunch of college age kids just lined up. Like they think Deer Antler Velvet is like the savior to whatever. They like the logo. They like the buck. They like that it says bucked up. Very similar to like as fuck. Like that play on fucked up. I think they yeah. like that stuff. So they're wearing like the bucked up apparel. Um, that is the most I'll ever talk about this brand ever again. So if you're listening, Ryan, you're welcome. We're done. All right. <laughs> Supplement CEO. We so I read this question. I, I I just read this question before as we we're going into it, and I literally thought it said supplement CEO. We'd rather swap wives with for a day, <laughs> and like to me, you started to look like oh my god. I don't know if I want to answer. That to question. me, that's a better question, Josh. Which supplement CEO would you like to swap wives with someday? Mike could have sent us some hot water. No, the actual question is: What supplement CEO would you rather swap lives with? One day, and all I'm thinking about now is wise, and I don't even know like a lot of supplement CEOs wise except for a handful, and I respect them, so I can't say it. But for for lives, uh, you can go first on this one. Yeah, so I, I, I again, I didn't, you know, uh, this is because it's completely different than my life. So if I'm going to swap lives with somebody, I don't want it to be, you know, a better version of what I'm already kind of attaining to be. I, I want it to be uh, something much different uh, scenario. So I'm picking. The uh, CEO of, of Bang Energy, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like if you guys follow his social media, the dude has the life right now. Yeah. I mean, like he is living it. And I, and I also, you know, respect the family aspect of Jack. And, and, and him and I have, have gotten to be, uh, you know, closer uh, over this year. But like, if you look at some of the stuff that he gets involved with, like parties and hanging out with influencers and flying private jets and and, and big houses and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's quite the guy to switch your life with, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm can't Plus really not... Plus the shirts. I forgot about the shirts. I mean, I, yeah. we're talking about fashion. I need to get some of that wardrobe because it is fire. It is lit. Is the <laughs> Jack, if you watch this or listen to this, how, that, that gold bang chain that you wear in every video, like, can you, can you give me... I, I need that and a set of your, uh, your hiking boots, and we'll call it, we'll call it a day. Um, listen, I, I will say, it, like, not the biggest fan of bang energy drink, but it's impressive as fuck what he's done with that company and like i would love to read like a memoir or something like a uh, a white paper or just uh, like a case study on bang from vpx a puttered based dietary supplement company comes into the rtd category and just kills it it is i don't hate i don't hate good businessmen i don't hate like yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with all the marketing but hey phenomenal stuff um ceo that i would like to swap lives with one day. Uh, this is like, okay, so <clears throat> it's a smaller company, but I follow him on social, and it always seems like he's doing something fun. He's traveling the world all the time. It's like, this is cool. John Foster of Myoblox, uh, a smaller brand, but like, John's cool. He's a, he's a hip dude, but like, every time I click at his IG story, he's like in fucking Australia or in Brazil, and it's like, dude, does this guy, like, what, what does he do? Like, I mean, he's just traveling around. It doesn't look like, and, and, and honey, I, I love you, but, like, it looks like John's a bachelor, and he's just out there with no kids and no responsibilities and just living the life. Like, it'd be cool to get a taste of that again. It's been a hot, hot minute since I've had that. Um, and I, 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 might, I might hate it. I don't know. I don't even, like, I was, this is totally going off the rails, but, like, the other day I thought, like, if I ever became single again, would I get on Tinder? And like, you know, I mean, did you, did you ever sit down? You, you know you would. I mean, like, <laughs> like, I never got a chance to be on Tinder. Like, so John Foster gets to live the Tinder lifestyle. And I had to go like old school, go to a bar, speak to somebody and hope <laughs> they would give me their phone number. So, yeah, I probably go on Tinder. I think I do really well. I would do really well. Uh, all right. Let's go. Let's go to some more positive or, or, or more serious positive notes uh, here. Uh, the first one, supplement influencer of the year. 
Uh, I will start with this one, and, and you may have the same answer on this one. Uh, I think Julian Smith, because he was so popular that he now is an equity owner in Arms Race Nutrition. Um, so he is, was an influencer, fitness influencer, partnered with Doug Miller and Kent Engel, created Arms Race Nutrition, hell of a PO with GNC, massively, massive, uh, really big first year for Arms Race Nutrition. Um, for me, that was the one that came to mind right away. Like, influencer turned owner. Kind of, but he's still like an influencer for the brand. So um, I thought I think what Arms Race has done. I've heard that they they've done some their their first PEO was like significantly larger than many brands that debuted in GNC. Granted, it is you know 2019 and, and social media marketing is a lot bigger now. So uh, and having an influencer on your team is a, is a it can be an attribute, and uh, they've done really well. I don't know um, Julian personally or anything, but I know. I don't follow too many um, influencers overall, just you know, day to day. And he's one that I've I've followed for a while because I like just the information he gives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just pretty useful guy in terms of um, just him thinking about some different uh, ways to work out. And I just think in terms of his personality, he just seems like a pretty good guy. And and um, but I, that wasn't where I went with this, but it, it kind of is similar because you kind of went towards the idea of of, of an influencer that kind of was able to. Um, piggyback that influence into creating a brand right. and having, you know, kind of, I thought about it more from a, like a CEO led uh, brand. Oh, okay, uh, sure. So very kind of similar in a few degrees away, but I, I thought about this um, in terms of like first form and uh, in Andy Frisella, like in terms of him, um, he is very much the like culture of the, uh, he sets the standard, I guess, in terms of like that uh, brand as a whole, and, and a lot of the, what they do with their um, ambassadors and a lot of other things with their team and, and whatever. And he might not be a fitness influencer in the sense of like he's not going to be t- teaching you how to um, you know do a better bicep curl or, or something <laughs> like that. But he could, uh, he could. But but in terms of like him being able to create revenue off the back of himself and his personal brand for his own supplement brand, I think he's done. And um, you know, immense amount of things this year, especially the last two years. Um, first form was you know doing fairly well, but then they just blew up like crazy. And it's around him having such a very strong digital personal brand that is polarizing, but it really makes somebody either appreciate him and what he's actually talking about and they want to, and he wants to buy the brand or people are like turned off by what he's talking about. And they're like, I don't want to be a part of it, which helps them as well because then they don't have to try to market to a bunch of people that aren't really into his stuff. Andy, I mean, Andy is, uh, his podcast is like one of the most popular podcasts and like, the, I mean, the motivational stuff that he does. Like, I, I think about that too on every single day. It's like, how, what, at what point does Joe Rogan like come up with something? I mean, the dude, dude is like the most listened to podcasts in the world, right? Yeah, like, I think he's, I mean, he's attached to, um, uh, uh, what the on it uh, yeah. in Austin? Yeah, so I think he, he's. But I don't. I don't feel like. That, but... I don't feel like that's been as big as it should. Like, I mean, it's... yeah. I mean, he could. I think he hasn't been. You know, he probably could definitely. Um, you know, create something on his own, but for whatever reason, he he hasn't. Right. No. Absolutely. Uh, next one here, and Josh, you can take this one first, and I'll piggyback off of you. Is best social media account in the supplement industry? I think we could have went in this direction. Like so many different ways, we could have thought about about this in so many different ways. Like, is you know the most, is the best social media account the one that's the most informative? Is it the sure. one that um, is the most entertaining? Is it the one that's the most you know design friendly? Um, and I kind of went towards the latter. You know, what speaks to me 
design-wise because I think about Instagram as the kind of magazine uh, portfolio for a brand. Like, can they present themselves in a way that's just consistently on brand, adds value, looks immaculate? Uh, so I'm going to give this one to Ghost yeah. because I think that they have really – uh, not only done a great job on themselves, but I think they've pulled up the whole industry to think differently about um, Instagram. Uh, you see a lot now brands following a lot of what they're, they've done for the last so many years in, in terms of their uh, layouts and, and, and on-brand, um, uh, what am I trying to say, the uh, user-generated content and a lot of other things that now you see a lot more brands using. So that was where I kind of went with that one. I'm with you 100%. And the reason, I mean, Ghost is the one that kind of started this, but like their layouts, you'll see they'll, they're not necessarily clear their social media out, but they'll post like nine images at once and it makes up like a nice, uh, like a huge image, like nine little images to make up a big one. But also it's not just dietary supplements that they're posting. They do, they do like physique destroyer of the week. They do kicks of the week. They do apparel. They do lifestyle. Like it's, it's, it's more broad than just a niche category. Like again, they, and it's, and it's on brand to a point. Like if you think, about what makes uh, – and there's a lot of brands doing stuff on brand, but they don't do it as cool or they don't do it as unique or as visually or aesthetically a, a, appealing. So um, not that I want to like agree with Josh all the time, but like Ghost I, I think has done um, – in terms of social media in general, like you have to include YouTube in social media because that's technically a social media account to an extent. And they do it better than anybody in the business at this point uh, with their behind the brand. And uh, I mean Ghost doesn't do great on Facebook. They don't put their attention there. I mean, if you look at their Facebook page, it's it's dated like in terms of like you barely find stuff on there versus their Instagram. But they really focus on Instagram and YouTube, and they do it very well. Uh, so I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, best promotion that even made us want to buy. This is easy. Redcon One's Black Friday sale. I mean, by far, spend fifty bucks, get one hundred twenty five dollars in swag for free. Josh and I know how this sale works. I mean, we're not idiots, but at the same time, it's like. That's a lot of shit. Like you get a duffel bag, a sweatshirt. Um, I don't even know what else. It, 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 fuck, I don't know. I mean, a, a billion things. Shaker, shaker, thirty three percent off. Yeah, there was, like, there was the, all kinds of stuff. Right. I mean, they they were practically giving you everything for free. Like you, they were paying you to buy the Redcon brand. It was the most impressive sale over Black Friday. You can say what you want if you're in the space. You can. And Josh, you covered this greatly on your channel. Um, and, and the time the timing of it was phenomenal. But there are going to be those haters that say things out there. Those of us who understand how that works and what he was doing, uh, I respect it even more. I respect that sale even more than the average person who just took advantage of it because it's a monetary saving. Uh, the amount of data and the amount of uh, assets that he got from this um, is, is going – could carry a brand throughout, through the entire next year. Like you literally yeah. could survive off of the assets that he obtained from that sale for all of 2020. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's the same answer I had because it, and it's not has anything to do with um, recency effect, but it's it's just I thought that deal, if I was a consumer and I and I actually bought you know supplements, uh, that would be one that I couldn't have passed up because of just the amount of free stuff you got plus the discount plus you know whatever. If you just needed whatever that minimum uh, order requirement was. They were losing money on that deal, um, unless maybe you you bought one of the pill products or whatever. So right. it's like, you know, the minimum orders. I mean, I'm sure they ended up doing okay because of the orders size being so large. But um, yeah, I mean, just from a value standpoint, from a consumer, you're getting a like you said, a bag, a sweatshirt, a shaker, like all the essentials that you need, especially going into the winter. Like that's got you covered right there. Plus, you're getting a you know a highly discounted. 
um, pre-workout or protein or you know, whatever the heck you wanted. So I think that uh, far and away from a consumer standpoint, I would say that, but also me obviously understanding it, you understanding why they did what they did, it's even more impressive. And just the final thought on that, and not to beat, it, beat this like down, but like not only did Aaron and Redcon <clears throat> get a bunch of new consumers into the funnel and get that information, if you were one that took advantage of that, chances are you're probably wearing that sweatshirt in public that has the Redcon 1 logo. You're using that duffel bag on a regular basis to the gym. There is an extension of that sale. That sale was not just Black Friday and dead. Like that sale lasts a long time in terms of, of – of, of marketing value for him. So like, there's just a lot there, uh, which was just even more impressive to me. Best supplement labels. I like this because people, I got into a, a not a tiff. I got in a conversation with somebody the other day on my social channel. I was saying like, you know, like pretty much the guy was saying like, if you have a good looking, aesthetically pleasing label, you have a shit product. That's not true. In, tw- in 2019 and 2020, if you don't have an aesthetically pleasing label, like shame on you. It's not hard. Like pay money to have somebody design you a good label. How many how many brands do you see? Like might have really good formulas, but their labels are just shit. I'm sorry, I'll say it. Like it's yeah. a terrible looking label. In in a, in in a world in which first moment of the truth is super important, people will judge you based on the book of the based on your cover, right? Like you need to do it. And if you don't, you're you're fucking yourself. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's very and digital shelf Brick and mortar shelves, like they they need to work well. So I'll let you go with this one first. Yeah. So I think that for me, this answer is going to be I I'm a hundred percent sure it's going to not match yours um, because it's going to be a little bit off the beaten track. But um, I'm going to say Vital Proteins, okay. and I don't know if you've ever looked at Vital Proteins, and um, basically a company that has really based around collagen proteins. Uh, they have a ton of products at this point. They've, you know, they're uh, private equity backed at this point. They got a lot of things going on with the brand that's very good, but they, they are outside of like the general sports um, purview. So like people are not really paying all that much attention to them. But what I like about their labels is it's very like simplistic. It's very um, easy to read. Uh, the colors, the Pantones in which they use pop really strong, not only from they're strong in like food, drug, mass, convenience, or not, not so much. I think they are in convenience now because they have a uh, collagen water product. But like sure. all of them work really well on a traditional on-shelf presence, but also playing off of a white background on a digital shelf. Those pop really strong. They, they work really well. So I just like how you know minimal it all is. It's very clean. It's basic. It's only giving you enough information that you need. It's not like overly complicating the whole front of the label where it looks you know kind of cloudy or whatever. And it's just. Overall, I think it's a well-composed um, label, I think, overall. And, and like I said, I mean, I don't know if that has any, any close proximity no, to what you were going to say. not at all. But, but. I think uh, hopefully it brings people to at least look at what they're doing for inspiration. I don't know if it's going to be something that people want to buy, like right. our listeners. I don't know if it is or not. But um, look at it from an entrepreneurship standpoint. If you are a brand owner, look at what they're doing. They've done a lot of really great things in the market that, that is worth paying attention to. I looked at this one too in terms of the entire brand family. So like a lot of brands out there will have like a couple different label designs for, for products within the family. And I think that's a no-no. I mean, if you're, unless you're, the only excuse ever for that is if maybe you have like a hardcore line uh, that you brand with a different color. Otherwise, 
Like there should be synergistic components between your products. They should look like a family. And then the details should be what sets it apart in terms of category. So um, for me, again, like I'm going to go back to Ghost in terms of, of labels because they do, they, they, they take everything into consideration. They have, um, there's texture to it. Like you can feel it. So that they're engaging the senses in terms of like texture. They're, they're visually appealing. You can tell which products are. You can tell they're a family. Uh, even on the lid, it has the Ghost label. Like even going a step further, they label their boxes red with ghost. I know that's not the product, but like when you come home and there's a red box with that ghost lab- logo on it, like that's cool. Um, I, I do want to name two wild cards though, because I feel like they deserve recognition. I think Redcon one has does a great job in terms of their labels. Like they are on brand with what they're doing. They're all very like, there's a, they're a family across the entire thing. Um, but Alani knew as well at GNC. I mean, they went after the female market. And so if you look at the labels in, in which the, in which the products are intended for, I think that's very important too. Alani New is intended for females. And yeah. if you look at those labels, um, they are inviting. They use orange. They use like an off blue or like a baby blue teal. Um, and they all look, I mean, they're simple. They're, you mentioned before minimalistic. Like it's the same colors. And then on the front, like you can say pre-workout, sleep, collagen, whatever it is. Um, so I think, and I know the guy who designed these labels too, and, and I thought they did a really good job with it. And obviously if you look at what that did at GNC, I'm not saying the labels were the only reason for that, but like it, as a female, they're, they're not intimidating. Like they're not intimidating to walk up to and grab. Like it speaks, I'm not a female, but like, I feel like these speak to the female audience very well. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, in terms of the next one here, best functional food. All right. So. Let me ask you this real quick. Are you, are you talking like category or product? What was your intention for this one? Uh, this would be product. So, you know, actual branded product, not gotcha. necessarily just like, you know, meat snacks or, you know, something like that. Mine would be uh, from Chris Waldron and Inspired Nutraceuticals made a greens formula this year that was very functional based for me. A, a couple of things, right? Like I don't think we get enough greens in our, in our diet to begin with. I feel like that's why the vegan diet is getting a lot of steam too because like we just – as a society, stopped eating servings of vegetables. So now we're coming back in saying like, but we're going to the extreme saying you should become vegan. But they also, it has prebiotics and probiotics, um, which is where a lot of our space is going to go in terms of like, what functional benefit am I deriving from this particular product? Or am I just getting a caffeine high? I think the days of like super high stims and caffeine fixes are still going to be there, but they're going to fade out to this realm of more functional based supplements. Um, and I feel like a greens powder because it actually is a full servings of greens. It uses the, the ingredient from, um, futureceuticals, which is like a full cup of greens. Um, to me that was super impressive. And then it's something that I would use every single day. So I, I don't know if I tripped you up with this question, but you know, I was also kind of also including like, could be, you know, protein bars or or things like that as well. Um, so I'm going to go towards one that, um, I know is a, favorite of both of ours is, is the outright bar. And I think that specifically why the outright bar works for me in terms of why I think it's, it's the best is that it's relatable to a, tons of different people, not necessarily bodybuilders. Um, it is for the same, you know, soccer, uh, mm-hmm. child, uh, could be, a, you know, an order, like there's something that is very simple about the outright bar that just brings you back to a treat that you had when you were younger. And it also, you know, is, is kind of has some extra protein and it has, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a overall it's a, to me, I think that it might not be um, obviously the biggest uh, protein bar or functional food right yet. now yeah. Uh, yet. Uh, but for me, I think that it fits a lot of 
buckets uh, for it to have a long runway, um, just depending on how you know things kind of progress with it. You and I are biased on the outright bar too because we've had some input <laughs> on 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 the yeah. product. I think with Mark, but like, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like in terms of functional based foods. He didn't brand it bodybuilding. It's simple. Uh, there are a lot of imitators now coming out with bars very similar to it, so it had, a, it had an impact. Um, have you tried the new toffee one, the one I just showed? I have not. It's my favorite. It's good. Uh, and I've also become privy to some information uh, that their next launch coming out here in a couple weeks, I think by the time this podcast drops, this will probably be, um, be tomorrow's news, it's going to change a lot of things. Like It's going to be su- it's super exciting for Alt-Right Bar. So, yes, I, I would agree that that is – Sorry, my stuff is like overflowing here. That is a great functional-based food that you mentioned. Speaks to soccer moms, to kids. My daughter, who's 15 months old, eats one like daily. She loves it. I mean, if you don't like peanut butter and honey, what the fuck is wrong with you? And yeah. now they have the vegan ones, with, which uses maple syrup. Like, you must be a communist or something, Josh. If you don't like yeah. peanut butter in this, it's, it's really weird. Um, most unique flavor innovation uh, of the year. I love this one. I'll let you take this one first because you won't be guessing the one I have. So I was trying to think of like, you know, obviously there was a lot of licensed flavors mm-hmm. and there was a lot of those types of things and could have been easy to give one of those, um, you know, the award. But um, I was trying to think of this a little bit different from just an overall unique, something I haven't really seen at all or at least all that much. And this is actually an idea that I played around with, I don't know how many years ago, maybe three or four years ago with um, a manufacturer that might also be the manufacturer of what I'm going to talk about. Um, but it's, um, Redcon one's Olympia, uh, fireball. Oh, edition. Yeah. Um, so because it's so unique to, um, like a cinnamon based pre-workout is, is not the traditional flavor you would think mm-hmm. of, but what I'll say is it actually works pretty decent, uh, for its thing. So I think it just worked out well. I think it was being what they did one of the one-off things like fireball drinking around the Olympia is just one of those things that happens. It just kind of works well with everything. I could have probably went with something more uh, crazy with an idea, but it just, that one hit home to me and, and I felt like it needed to get a little bit of love. Yeah. I think it was, I think that was a great one. Uh, that would probably be my, my number two or three. Mine actually comes from a brand called alpha line. It was a limited edition release here for Christmas. Um, it is a strawberry cheesecake flavored pre-workout. So you expect that flavor in a protein, never in a pre-workout. It is, it is the most unique pre-workout flavor I've ever had in my life. And, and I, it's so not, I've, I've it, never tried this. I don't want don't to interrupt you, but like, it, does it have a milky consistency to it? Like, did they use cream cheese powder like, or not? Or you, I don't know what they use, but you, get, you obviously get the strawberry. You get that cream cheese, and you also get kind of like a slight graham cracker, like crust type okay. thing. It's, I mean, hmm. it's weird, but in a good way. Like, it's just something like it just – you think you're drinking a protein, but it's a pre-workout and that's getting you extremely jacked up for your lift. And, um, you know, even Gerhard, who's on my platform with me too, call it the most unique flavor ever. It's just that different. And it's, I don't know. I mean, you don't typically have dessert flavors within the performance powder category. So, uh, to me, that's what made that super unique. So like we both picked really weird stuff like alcohol and a dessert within, uh, within a pre-workout. So, um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I didn't try the fireball one. I think I need to just to try it, but I hate Fireball. It reminds me of the old days. And those old days were fun, but God forbid. I can't go back there. Uh, best functional beverage. Um, so, functional beverage in 2019. Man, this is a tough one. But I like, um, I like Fit Brew. 
came out. I don't okay. know if you, if you had these. Uh, they're like a coffee based, but they have they use like ashwagandha and some of these other unique ingredients in it. Uh, a lot of people listening to this or watching this probably haven't had it, but it is. And I'm I like cold coffee. I don't like warm coffee, so I really enjoyed the flavor of it. Um, that did provide some mental clarity and some stress mitigation benefits that you typically don't get within an RTD category. Initially. When I was thinking up this question, I wanted to default right off the bat to a Bang Energy because I thought, you know, what they've done is so impressive in the sense of just how they've been able to bend a, an established multi-billion, you know, I think a 13, 12, 13 billion dollar U.S. Uh, market um, to the point where people are coming out with, you know, knockoffs. Uh, big companies are creating knockoffs to Bang, and and I wanted what, what, to give it. What to- big company, Josh? Would you like? To- <laughs> Would you like to name it? There's a few of them. There's a few of them. Um, you know, and I, I wanted to give it to him just because of that, but I decided to um, just give him some love and then and kind of give it to somebody else. Well, you also brand. said you wanted to be Jack O'Lock, so I mean, you gave him enough. I already love. gave him a little bit of love yeah. in this show, so I don't need to keep keep harping on on Bang. But uh, I'm going to give this to uh, a CBD, uh, but also similar to what you were talking about with. Um, like adaptogens and, and different uh, ingredients like that, uh, a company called Recess. And I don't know if you have paid attention to them. Um, they the start. obviously had to like go a little bit under the radar because it's a CBD-infused um, uh, beverage that has a bunch of other things in there. But it kind of also follows a similarity to what I was talking about with packaging and everything with uh, vital proteins, like sure. just the way, that, uh, the way the company looks, um, the way they've been able to look past CBD as an ingredient and move it towards more of like a platform that they can build off of some uh, some different propositions on. I think that they are building a company that is going to be instantly acquired, like right off the bat when CBD becomes you know legal and, and PepsiCo or, or Coca-Cola can jump into the board. Uh, For sure. But overall, I think the products in which they're creating is they're just very thoughtful. I think they're very um, edgy in the sense of of just allowance in the market right now, and I think that. If anybody's going to create some element of like maybe first mover um, type of advantage, I think they're definitely going to be doing that. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. I have, I've not heard of this brand, so I mean, I'm going to be Googling this here in like 20 seconds. But um, and then the last award, like we're this is great. We we we're gonna we're gonna end the show on a negative note, Josh, because we're saving the, the not so positive awards for the end. Uh, but essentially, here the Golden Shaker Award for the best all around brand. Um, I'll let you go first because I think people. If they pay attention to my platform, they probably already know who I'm going to say, given like what we've talked about. But I, I'd love to hear what you have to say for yours. Well, I guess at that point, we might as well just announce it together because I feel like it's going on to three. Be the same, the same <laughs> one. <laughs> um, this is, you know, I think this because of the Golden Shaker Award, at least how I'm thinking about it, is like comprehensive, like you know, product development, marketing, branding. Um, I also thought about like from a business strategy standpoint, like what. Are they building for the uh, long haul? Like, do they have some plans in the future that are going to take the company to the next level? And, and obviously, there's a bias that comes with this. Um, and people could call me out all they want. I don't really care because that's how it is. This is my show. I make the rules. That's right. That's, that's right. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Ghost just yeah. because I think overall, and I've been. I've been early on Ghost. If you look at an article I wrote, like literally a week before or after they launched, before they even like sold probably 100 units, I called them the next great brand or whatever that was going to come out. Um, last year, I created you know my own little like top award or whatever, but I didn't really you know publicize it. I gave them the award when everybody else was giving them to other companies, and I'm going to stick with it now because I don't think that they have slipped. Mm-hmm. They continuously 
build on what they've built from the years prior. And right. I think that they're going to move to another level next year. And to me, I think there's not somebody that's more deserving from a standpoint of just elevating uh, the industry in a way to think bigger, think uh, more uh, strategically, uh, have to like match what they're doing or advance it. Um, I just, overall, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I, I couldn't go with anybody else. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Last year, we gave it to Redcon 1 because they grew like extraordinary. Not, not to take anything away from Redcon this year because they did massively cool stuff too and they grew a ton. They built a fucking gym, which is cool. But Ghost, I mean, they hit everything right this year. And even the failures that they had, and I use the word failure loosely, they rectified the situation with the best customer service in the industry. I mean, in terms of they had a mess up with Ghost Chips Ahoy uh, with about 50% of the units. And what they did is they said, like, listen, if you didn't like it, Take it back. We'll refund your money, or we'll exchange it at no no cost to you. That was through GNC. That was through their website. Like they did a really good job of rectifying that situation. They had a slight situation with their Christian Guzman V3 pre workout with some clumping stuff. They rectified that situation. Um, you know, they 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 took care of their customers. They have a brand that looks visually cool. The products are good. They've grown. I mean, you know as well as I do, they're very humble guys in terms of they don't like to speak about how much money they make. At Ghost, you and I both know they make a ton of money. Like that brand is worth a ton of money, um, but you'll never you'll never hear them come out and say like we're an eighty million dollar business. Like they'll never do that. Um, yeah. So there's a lot going on there. Again, yeah, is there bias towards them? Sure. Like we know them personally, but we also I think why we know them personally and why we get along with them so well is because we respect what they're doing. And from a business standpoint, like they did things like you said. Like this is your our show. We can do what we want. This is their brand. They can do what they want, and they did things their way. They didn't like. They didn't conform to what everybody else was doing. They, when everybody else was going right, like they went left and created this like unique, cool brand to the point where, and this is the point I made on FI is like there are brands who tried to imitate and copy them, like legitimately, like almost down to a T in terms of things. So when you have that type of impact in the industry, and you have people going into meetings and saying like, "What can we do to be the next ghost?" Eh, you're doing something right, and you you very much well deserve every award thrown at you, including the 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 inaugural 2019 Golden Shaker. Which now we might actually have to send a Golden Shaker to to shake. Maybe maybe you come up and meet me for the makeover. I bring the FI title belt. You bring the Golden Shaker. We get on the YouTube channel. Next thing you know, we're uh, we're, we're celebrities, bro. That's what we yeah. do. <laughs> All right. So what I really loves to do is they love to end their podcast. <clears throat> on a negative note. That's what we're, you know, we're going to start a new trend. Instead of ending the show on a high note, we are going to end it on a low of the low note. And yeah, uh, might as well, right? Why not? Worst flavor trend of 2019. Um, I will, I will start with this one. And it's funny because you mentioned fireball before. I think the worst flavor trend is alcohol based flavors. Like I just, I don't <laughs> like them. And, uh, it's not that I don't like them, but like even ghost made a mango margarita. It's a max yeah. shooting one. Right. And it's one of their top sellers. People love it. My opinion is I, I, I just I didn't like that one as much. Strawberry daiquiri was great, but like in my head I'm thinking like it's smart from a business standpoint. But like I've I've had bourbon flavored stuff before, and Mark uh, Glazer had a banana bourbon. Like the 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 infusion of alcohol, although unique, I mean I don't want to hate on it, but this is like I'm thinking of some of the other trends that we had this year, and I can't find one that I dislike more than the, than the alcohol centric ones. Yeah, and I think it, depending on your um, s stomach for some of these alcoholic uh, concoctions, I think that that also plays a, a role into this because if you had a bad experience with, you know, something rum-based or, oh, yeah. or whatever, like that 
smell or that you know taste a little bit, even if it's just a small amount of it, somehow can bring a, you know bad memories back. That <laughs> floods your mind, and you're like, nope. If you're a supplement brand out there and you create a blue UV vodka flavored supplement, Josh is gonna puke everywhere. He's got bad memories of that. <laughs> what are those like uh, blue kamikazes? Oh yeah, that, oh that'd be terrible. I don't know. I don't know how many alcohols are in that, but uh, <laughs> don't don't come out. Nobody come out with that idea. No. Um, I guess I, I also was thinking about just in a way like unique. It's funny because the, the answers that we gave for our most unique, we flipped them in the ways that we're thinking about this in the way like the ones we hate the most where I was thinking about like energy drink flavors like the marshmallow or the, um, the birthday cakes or those ones that are just like, don't do it. It's right. gross. Like stick to like fruit based. The ones that flavors. don't fit the category. Yeah, like yeah. I just, you know, I, I appreciate them coming out with those ideas to try to like shock the market and, and, you know, get some interest level in it. But I have tried every one of those weird ones because I have to from a sense of like I want to know what people are talking about. And they always are just like nasty. They're not good. I'm just yeah. like, can't we just stick with uh, – you know, a citrus-based one or, a, you know, a blue raspberry. Like, those ones are much better than, you know, I, and that might be because I'm boring, but, like, I don't see much public, uh, ha like, happiness towards these flavors. I, I, I just don't see a lot of people going, like, that is by far my favorite flavor. And so, what's funny is, like, a company like Bang or Monster, and they're looking at the velocity of these certain things. The only reason, guys, if you're listening to this, that the velocity is so high is because everybody is, uh, like, Josh, they want to try it. Like, your repeat purchase is probably, I, don't, I can't imagine they're there. Because it's it's a t it's like if I see a birthday cake flavor bang, yeah, I'm gonna run to the store and buy it, and then if it sucks, I'm not gonna buy it again. And I haven't heard good things about half of these new flavors either. So, yeah. um, worst product trend, Josh. So I it was a struggle a little bit for me, um, especially because I'm not the product expert, I guess you could say. But I took this in the sense of um, that a lot of brands that I saw this year do one of two things, um, come out with one or two, like either sublines or just products that they've created that are not on brand at all for what they're doing. And this is like plant-based protein products or keto products, but yet their brand is based around like hardcore bodybuilding or like, you know, something that has nothing to do with like general mainstream fitness right. or lifestyle products or anything. It's very much, uh, they feel like they have to do it because they see uh, the trends, and they're like, well, we have to do it, and we have to brand it with our, you know, whatever brand that's hardcore. When they don't realize that any consumer that would be interested in that to a level where it's actually going to make meaningful difference to their sales has, there's no brand equity in the name of their brand in that space. So right. it doesn't make any sense. Like, come out with a, a sub brand, come out with something different. It doesn't need to be um, whatever your hardcore bodybuilding brand is, a plant based protein. So that's the one trend, product trend for me that I've just hated to see because I'm like, there's a better way to do this. I don't know why everybody's just trying to attack the trend, um, you know, in a reactive sense. They're not trying to get ahead of it, proactively yeah. creating something that's like works better. Uh, mine is going to go with grass fed whey protein isolate. I think it's one of the dumbest things yeah, in the industry. Sense, um, yeah. and I, I have, I have brands that I work with that make it and they know my stance on it. Um, listen, if you're buying grass fed whey protein isolate because you care about the well being of the animals, okay. But if you're buying it because you think there is a health benefit to you as a consumer, you're fucking crazy. So um, it's a marketing thing for the most part. Yes, again, there you can say the welfare, the well-being of the animals. But 
There is nothing beneficial about a grass-fed whey protein isolate when they're stripping the fat out of the product in the begin with. So um, it was a trend that kind of started late last year that you saw a lot of people, you know, like we, we talked about in the previous episode of this, like what trends are going to come next. It's like whatever little thing you can put on package that makes consumers think it's better for you, they're going yeah. to buy into. And grass-fed traditionally when it comes to anything, like you think, oh, it's better for you. Well, I mean, a grass-fed whey protein isolate versus just a whey protein isolate, no benefit. Like there's there, it's you're not getting the omegas that you need because there's no fats in that product. So that to me is the dumbest one. And if you are currently buying that product, please tell me you're buying it because you care about the cows and not because you think you're actually buying a better protein. Last, and I don't know from a, I don't know from like even um, from an FDA standpoint or whatever. I don't know if there's even like much of a definition to the supplement side of like that claim. Anyways, like yeah. it could be, you know, whatever. So I. I you know, it's a marketing lingo for me. It's not necessarily even something that traces back for most cases to an actual like yeah. benefit of a product. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And the final award, the award that everybody wants to hear this year, that we're going to end the note on. What is the worst all-around brand of 2019 that's going to receive the 2019 Shaky Award? Right. So we call it Shaky because it's fucking shaky. It's Get, shaky. It? Get it? Get it? Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, so like we get to throw a brand out of the bus. Well, I mean, I think the brand that you and I both are going to throw out of the bus because I think we're in agreement on this one um, no longer exists. So yeah. do you want to inform the listening audience who the, the, the world's shittiest brand of 2019 was? Yeah, and, we're, and this has nothing to do with like products or anything like no. that. It has most to do with um, just a situation that happened. So we'll, we'll kind of entertain this in the sense that um, there was a legacy brand that's been around for quite a while um, that – was kind of in this phase where they were hiring some executives and, and launching some new products and everything was, you know, sediment was pretty happy. I know that even on your platform, Ryan, I think you had some buzz starting yeah. to build for it. I know even on um, stack to war uh, price pile, they had some things that were working in, in for this as well. And then out of the blue, you get an email, or at least I got an email from, from somebody uh, <laughs> that says company goes out of business. So we're, we're talking about ultimate nutrition in, um, based out of Connecticut. And basically yeah. the owner decided just one day out of the blue to just put a, put a, a note on the door on a weekend <laughs> and uh, just say, if you're seeing this, you don't have a job anymore. Good luck. Kind you're, of fired. <laughs> you're, goodbye, like, you're fired. Goodbye. You're fired. And he basically went missing. I, I don't even know where if he's even been found at this point. I, <sighs> I don't know, but I, I haven't heard much about it, but I know he just skipped town. Like, dude, disappeared. Dude, uh, uh, they used to sponsor the Olympia. They were like a title sponsor at the Olympia. That's how big this brand was once upon a time. And I was starting to work with Matt and Steve who were over there. Matt was the marketing director, has now since moved on. Like literally calls that same week about partnering with FI. I'm doing some stuff. And then two days later, you posted the image on social or somebody posted the image of the, the, the note on the door. Yeah, didn't you text me and you're like, what, like what? What are you talking about? I like, texted kind of you the like day you, were, you posted. You were thinking it. I was like bullshitting you. Well, because and I literally just like, talked not, to Steve like like an hour ago. You know, like, like what was. I'm not the guy that posts bullshit stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you? Why, why are you questioning this? <laughs> I, I sent the text. I got the confirmation. I was like, well, shit. I guess. I guess if you don't want to be in business no more, you just put an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper on your entry door and say, hey, you're fired, and you're good to go. Um, yeah, there's just not not anything against the products that they came out with, but just the bullshit way of, of closing your doors, hurting a lot of people, leaving a lot of people without a job. Just makes you um you know outside of hurting consumers with your products you know this is one of the worst things you can do so um yeah. again there's nobody to actually hand this award to 
So um, we could literally well, walk up. if he ever up. comes into the country again we find out, we'll, we'll give him the shaky award and he can put it on his desk uh, and display it mm. proudly. I think his desk might be in, a, in an 8 by 8 cell somewhere, though. <laughs> so I don't know if he's even going to have a desk at that point. If you guys like this episode, hit that subscribe button. It was a little bit longer, but it was, we obviously want to end the year on, on a fun note going through all these different topics. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify. You can watch via YouTube. We're on Facebook over at Two Guys One Shaker Cup. If you have topics for 2020, hit us up. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, everybody have a safe Happy New Year, and uh, don't fuck up your New Year's resolution. Stick to them, for Christ's sakes. God damn. Josh is going to... I don't even know what yours is going to be. More Taco Bell. More Taco Bell. Let's go. <laughs> Subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.